Hello and welcome to Interactive Distractions. My name is Chris Fricchio and I am here with Jason A. Stryker. Hey, that's me. And uh, Glenn Burgess. Yo, what up? We are Sans Jeff and Sans Travis this week. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, lots of scheduled conflicts and stuff like that. But this is episode 448. Um, hope you're going to enjoy it. We're going to do distractions and uh, maybe dig a little deeper into a, a topic about one of the games that we're going to be uh discussing but before that like glenn it's been a while man how you doing what's up it's been, it has been a while i'm you know i'm doing good uh life is different with two kids at home now uh so I've yes been three month old as of uh three days ago and yeah that combined with a with a toddler is that's yeah <laughs> a challenge <laughs> it's a, a challenge it's um a challenge. how old is your oldest again uh she's gonna be three in february so she's at the at the tail end of two and yeah um, okay that combined with bringing a new baby into the house and all the other changes around that it's 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 an interesting time of course for sure it's a lovely time <laughs> it is that's, it really that, is. that's a but it's a good spacing between your kids like uh, my mm-hmm. kids are two years and four months apart so you're not too far off of that yeah. it sounds like okay you're, you're almost you said almost three and three months right so about yeah, around I mean, that, around the same. Just shy Perfect. of two years. Um, Perfect. So the so, older ones able to change awesome. diapers and stuff. So that's right. Yeah. Ooh, awesome. Soon. Soon. Um, <laughs> she can start with her own. Okay. There <laughs> we go. Whenever that happens, that'd be great. Um, that's a whole other struggle. But you know, do the shopping around the house and stuff. Yeah. If if she can, you know, have you guys ever seen? So there's this Netflix show, and it's like, uh, it's I think it's in Japan. Yeah. And they have these kids, these little babies. They're like, they literally are two years old, and they send them with a list. That's to go ridiculous. Grocery they shopping, can't even read the list. Walk, right. Uh, they're walking like three miles to go to a grocery <laughs> store. What? Stop. And like uh, the 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 whole thing is like being narrated and follow, they're being followed by a camera crew, and they're like, oh, let's see if she remembered the loaf of bread. Oh, she forgot it. Oh, she's starting to cry. Will she remember? And I'm just here <laughs> looking at this poor child crying in the middle of a grocery store, and like oh, all the adults God. just walking around her like they're inconvenienced by her existence. <laughs> I'm like, this is heartbreaking. Why? This is why that's a horrible show. That's a horrible concept. Like who thought of that? That's a why trial that by a fire. So anyway, I've, I've set her up for casting. Trial by explosion, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got to learn sometime. That's right. That's right. Aside from that, it was uh, it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have a bunch of people over, and um, that means that we have to cook two turkeys. You hosted. All right, cool. We hosted. Two turkeys. Yeah, yeah. Two turkeys, uh, and we deep fry both of them. Oh, shit. So, nice. So we had two big old turkey fryers set up yesterday. Nice. Uh, yep. I saw that so picture good. in the in the in the backyard, right? Yep, yep. It's always yeah. a good time. Um, my my favorite thing about it is that it's only like two hours, a little less than cooking time to to get those birds done. So you don't have to have anybody, you know, locked into the kitchen where oh, they're just suppose, basting yeah. this bird and keeping an eye yeah. on it from like nine a.m. to three p.m. Um, <laughs> so that's that's significantly better. We all get more time to to hang out and spend with family. Um, but you may not know that the, the turkey, the burners for those things have timers on them because they don't want you to leave them unattended. Every 15 minutes, the burner will shut itself off. So mm-hmm. I have to set a timer for 10 minutes and every 10 minutes I got to go out and make sure the temperature is regulated, huh. set the timer <laughs> back and make sure it's not going to run out. Um, so it's an event. And then a couple of times the thing went out and I had to go out there with a, like a creme brulee torch I've got set up to, <laughs> to refire the burners. Um, but it is top-notch if you've never had a deep fried turkey I, I cannot recommend it enough go go get you one it's good times my uh my brother-in-law um was here yesterday we hosted as well and um he was one of the things that he is follows on reddit is the darwin awards oh, and uh he he was the uh, you know thanksgiving themed and there was a dude that was deep frying a turkey in his kitchen on top of oh. cardboard and i'm like what are you doing like <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, i'm just waiting for this house to blow up yeah it's i just waiting for the house to blow up it's fine <laughs> that's that's rough i think my favorite uh, my favorite two things to watch are people who've never done it before and they either just take the turkey and just go no and plunge it immediately 
uh, and that's a grease fire. And then on top of that, there are people that take a frozen bird, a fully frozen turkey, and smart. they just drop it in that oil. Oof. Oh, man. Not out. Super smart. And that, oh, instant, instant fire, instant grease fire. Uh, um, wow. Thankfully, none of that. I've done my time as a, as a fry cook in a few kitchens, so I, I know my way around oil and... <laughs> Oh, that works so and you know how to keep the water away from it that's yeah, important yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got we got the techniques down so um other than other than that the other big news and i started to allude to this before the show started um these flags started popping up in our neighborhood you know like people marking things and whatever we got these blue flags like okay why and i looked around and see entire neighborhood everybody's got these flags in their yard oh, sure. and then a bunch of orange flags came through and i'm like what is going on uh, and then the other day we're driving on the neighborhood and there's this big old spool of uh, orange cable that's getting pulled through the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, it's finally is it, happening, guys. Is it time? <laughs> is it time? We're, we're getting fiber optic in our neighborhood. That's awesome. You will suckle on the teat <laughs> I, uh, of the fiber have, internet. Oh my God. I, can't, I cannot wait. Um, I got, when we moved to this house, there was a gigabit internet option and I was like, sweet, we're finally going to get fiber. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's, it's a copper cable. Uh, by gigabit, oh. we mean 850 meg up uh, or down and about 30 meg up and you still get that nice copper latency. So uh. good luck and <laughs> hopefully it works out for you. Uh, so I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm hoping that gets done very quickly and yeah. I will be lined up at uh, whichever provider it is. Which yeah, I was going to ask what provider, do you know what it is? So I currently have Spectrum, um, and my thought is okay. it's probably going to be Spectrum. But if you go on the other side of the main road that divides like our neighborhoods from the the ones across the street, um, all of the fiber boxes there are quantum fiber, which is CenturyLink, I believe. Mm, okay. So I I don't know which one it's going to be, but um, either one of them is fiber optic, so it's going to be better than what's running to my house now, which is like copper infrastructure from 1998. So. Shut. Yeah, we don't we don't have any uh, any fiber yet in our neighborhood either. Um, no, I know that. Uh, like we've get, well, I I do cable and we've got spectrum as well. And right now we get like three fifty down. Um, mm. And then and you know how it is. It's three fifty down and it's like ten up. It's like yep. they just they they just limit you because they feel like it. Um, and I went to switch to. Uh, I tried to switch to AT and T once because they were supposed to start running fiber. And they were like, well, we don't have fiber there yet, but you can get, and this is, this is several years ago. I think at the time I was doing, a, I had a hundred down from, from spectrum and they were like, yeah, but what you'll get right now is 75 down. And I'm like, all right, that's not too much of a dip from a hundred down, but you know, if they're going to get fiber oh, later, a, fine. It's a 25% difference. Yeah, I'll it is. Twenty five percent discount on my bill, please. That's right. <laughs> um, but when they came out, they, uh, they, they tested the line where uh, uh when it was coming to the house and they said oh you're not you're not even getting 75 you're getting 25 and i'm like you can keep it i'll see you later <laughs> i'll stick with spectrum it's fine <laughs> That's so crazy yeah but spectrum spectrum gets us gets us 350 down right now which is fine yeah um i i'd like to have fiber uh google fiber is apparently in raw in the roswell area in our area but not in my neighborhood so I'm sitting here waiting for it. It's they like, say they're on. in Mar Marietta as well. So hopefully yeah. soon, that would be nice. Um, it would be. I already have it though. So it's like. You already have fiber? Yeah, I already have fiber. That was a prerequisite with, with of, of, of getting our place, AT&T. Um, oh, okay, okay. So when we were looking for places to, to rent, uh, I needed fiber for my job at the time. So it's like. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I was like, literally like every house that we were looking at, I'd have to punch into the AT&T website to find out if they had service there and uh yeah it was a it was a nightmare and if it was fast enough yep but we eventually made it good deal yeah jason what's up with you yeah, i need it to match the rest of my setup because i've got multiple ap's and things running in the house for a network <laughs> so i it's need true. to live up to that it's true um the seas parted and my sickness is gone knock on wood three then, weeks later three weeks later <laughs> Uh, but, it, but it cleared up just in time for Thanksgiving dinner, which was yesterday. Uh, that was very good. Yeah. Cause we were, we were hosting as well, uh, just for, um, the in-laws and such. So, uh, but it's very, very low key. You know, we, we still have like a card table for, for a dinner table. And my son and I sat at like a bench. <laughs> I'd, 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 I was joking that I was at the kid's table with him. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was a good time. Uh, good food. 
uh, and such, but um, of Oof. of minor importance. Um, uh, actually, it, it's more important now that I'm broke. Uh, it just hits different, and it's those Black Friday deals. Mm. Uh, I'm like buying pants and shit and responsible stuff. I bought some books. <laughs> I'm not buying any video game shit. I'm buying fucking pants. Uh, so the, yeah, that was that was a good portion of my day today. Was uh, just like scouring down deals, like doing Christmas shopping. I got something for your daughter today, actually. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I still have all your presents from last year sitting <laughs> in the other room. Excellent. Because because I haven't actually seen you physically mm. since then. It's been too so long. It's been too long. It has. Yeah. Well, we're gonna fix that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but yeah, I know that that Crystal's finished up all of our shopping too. So. She just does it all. Like she doesn't even consult me. She's like, "Oh, by the way, Christmas shopping's done." I'm like, "Oh, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad I could, uh, you know, give my input. Of uh, here's my credit card. (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah. I try and play my hand as as well as I can um, when taking out stuff. But usually Lisa does it. But if I come across something that's good, we're getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get you. But yeah, that's it. Like Black Friday stuff. Uh, it got a, I did get a bunch of movies like ahead of time, but before like Black Friday, the actual day, because uh, it's it's a two week long event now. It's it's not just one yeah, day. It's not, it's not Black Friday anymore. It's Black Month. Yep. Uh, like so Black yeah. Sale Month or Thanksgiving Sale Month or whatever you want to call it. But I kept it to like you know like ten dollars a piece like per movie or something like that. Like I. Well, thirteen dollars is okay, but like fifteen was too much, so I I had limits that I gave myself. But uh, I got some. But are good any stuff. in steel books, Jason? Uh, actually, <laughs> one one was, but that was by accident, purely. Um, I did not seek out uh, the steel books. Otherwise, I'd have a Howard the Duck steel book in hand. Oh, nice! <laughs> that was on the table, but it was five dollars more. So unacceptable yep i couldn't do it i couldn't, couldn't i mean justify on, it. on on black friday five dollars is another movie yeah exactly see yeah, yeah. hard to justify come with you man <laughs> we um we we kind of forgot it was black friday so today we got up and we started taking things down for like christmas decorations and whatever else and um we're like oh yeah we need some more whatever um let's just go to home depot real quick mm. we just Hop in the car with the two kids and the giant stroller the size of a Cadillac. And uh, we're, we're pulling into Home Depot and we look in the parking lot and we're like, there's people waiting to park, which is the, just never happens. And we look and I'm like, why is it? Oh, God. It's Black, it's black Friday. Like we both it's just had the realization at the same time. And we tried to go in for about 10 seconds and just looked around and went, no, no, this isn't for us. We're not yeah. those people. We're not those people anymore. We got to go. Nope. Yeah, I cannot, nope. I cannot <laughs> no, nope. bring nope. myself to go into a physical store on Black Friday. Like, even on most days, I, I have trouble going into a physical store now, now, nowadays. It's like... Just in general. Yep. Yeah, because uh, why? Why bother? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I do. On Black I, Friday I just, just want to get out of now. the house once in a while, but like, yeah, fuck, it, fuck it on Black Friday. I don't want to do that. Right. Like, yeah, I get it. It's crazy. Anyway, um, how's it going with you, Chris? Uh, You know... Same story. Uh, we hosted and yep. my my mother and father in law and my brother in law came over. Um, we only cooked the turkey, so uh, we basically well, uh, out, we only outs- we outsourced everything else. So mm. we uh, we did honey baked ham and we got uh, uh, a ham and we got the sides from them as well. Um, and then last week I talked about um, the the doodle pies thing and that went over really well. So we we uh, threw those in the oven for a little while and. Um, and everybody had their own personal pie and it worked out really well. Sweet. Um, you know, turkey came out okay. Um, I, I did not deep fry it, but uh, I, I, uh, I always um, put like a layer of olive oil on the bottom of the pan and then I, I, I put it breast side down um, to soak all of it up. Um, but so it usually comes out pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And, uh, you know, today we decided that we were going to do nothing. So we did nothing today. Um, I played video games on all, all all day most most of the day anyway, um, and uh, we have a couple of things that we were looking at for Black Friday, but we haven't really uh, gotten anything. Uh, the only thing we we actually bought that was on a Black Friday sale is we got a uh, I got Crystal a Chromebook essentially oh, cool. for uh, for uh, it's kind of her big Christmas present essentially, but um, she wanted a uh, something 
reasonable, easy, easy to use that she could do uh, her online tabletop, her online D and D sessions with. Yeah. So like uh, Roll Twenty and uh, um, Foundry or whatever it is, the, the other one that she does. Um, is all so that like browser based or? Uh, most of it is browser based. One, I, I did find out that one of them is Steam based, and it's not. And so I got to. Uh, you can install Linux on the Chromebook, and I could do uh, Steam for Linux and download it that way. Okay. So I just got to go through that process to get it. Um, but uh, it'll it'll run, from what I understand. Cool. But uh, yeah, so and and you know we booted it up and it, uh, got it all set up for everything, and it's working pretty well. It seems really snappy, um, and it was cheap. You know, Good. it was like a, a high end. You know, it's a it's a Chromebook that has an Intel i five in it, and it was like. 450 or something like that so um but uh yeah that's pretty much it you know as i said just playing some games let's talk about them uh glenn i'm gonna throw it to you first man because we haven't heard from you in a while yeah please what are you playing it's all of the all the fun stuff has kind of passed by like we've already we've we've already discussed on the show at some some point in time i'm at a point now where i I went through a rut about three weeks where i just went i'm not playing anything (laughs) I'm, too I'm, much going on. I'm, dude, I'm sleep. still in that rut That's, right now. Oh that, my God. You know, when you have a, a, a toddler and an infant, that'll happen. Uh, I just, um, or a fatal disease up, like me. Or a fatal disease. <laughs> or or all of them. <laughs> God forbid the combination. Um, so I, I'm at a point now where I'm trying to pick up the quick, quick plays that I didn't finish for 2023 yet. So I'm doing planet of Lana. I've started playing through that again. I never quite finished it. Um, that's like the the limbo like where I think Jeff talked about it a little bit and you're this character is on a planet and all of a sudden these robots descend and capture all of your villagers and you just gotta do the the whole platformer puzzle solver thing to to get through from A to B. Yeah. Um it's like a four or five hour game. I just haven't finished it. So I've been knocking them out like three screens at a time before I fall asleep at night the slowest way possible on the Steam Deck. Um <laughs> where most of my gameplay happens just spoilers moving forward um i'm also trying to get back into hi-fi rush that i never finished because i really really love that game um but since i okay was well things on the let's Steam talk game, about that because i i was playing it this week too so um wh- how, how far are you in it and did you God, did you I'm jump not, back in i'm not far at all um i, I think i'm only about two three hours in total Okay. Well, it's not a long game. It's a pretty quick Mm -hmm. burn. Uh, It took me about, I finished it last night, actually. Um, And I I think it was a total of about uh, like 11 or 12 hours. Um, And uh, just a a tremendously fun game from front to back. Like, I just had so much fun playing it. Like, the story is really fun. Like, and that's what it is. It's like, it's all fun. It's like, none of it's really serious. It's not drama or anything. It's all it's a lot of it's a whole lot of laughs um with with fun characters and and it's just an entertaining game from from start to finish um but uh yeah i I did finish it up the ending is pretty good um but that last sequence with the uh the last two bosses were really really fun Uh, jason did you finish hi-fi rush no no i'm like in the same boat with with glenn actually like i'm a few hours in but I'm far enough removed from it that I for, I've forgotten to go how back. to play. So you and, go back and play it. Yeah, yeah. go back. It's and just unique enough. Like none of the combinations you remember for like, oh, you can unleash sure. your ultimate. I'm like, all right, so it's these two buttons. No, it's this uh, one. Uh, no, I'll I be honest with one. you. What is it? I don't remember. How. I'll be honest with you. When it came to uh, when it came to the combat, what I noticed is that for me, I was always a lot more effective when I was more focused on just y- using the beat. If I, uh, you know, it was less about kicking off combos. It was less about oh, what super moves I was using. It was, I it was more about that, just though. making, no, absolutely. You're going to, but, but what I'm saying is you focus on understanding the combat at going with the beat first. Sure. And once you do that, you go and you find some bread and butter combos that work for you and are fun, fun to pull off. And that's, that's what I ended up doing. I had like, for me, it was, uh, um, the dodge parry grapple um and i had like two or three combos that i would do on a regular like regularly and um and that's and and that was the bread and butter throughout the majority of the thing the super move i always had the heel on so if i if i ended up getting hit too much i would just use the heel and get my life back and then i'd be able to go back in and 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 kick some butt again 
Um, so I, I didn't really ever have to use any of the the combat oriented special moves. I just used uh, like mm. the the I just used the heal. And it, that's it, it that's my problem in. in games in general where you can spec out any kind of abilities. If there's an option for me to pick something that's going to heal me or give me mm -hmm. armor or another option that's going to hurt other things, I'm always going to pick the do more damage. Sure. And like my, my strategy in all these games is just kill everything quick enough that it doesn't matter how little health I have. And, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, survivability, and, please. That's and what that, I need. That's why Elden Ring took me 105 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i yeah I, I would say definitely go back to it like uh, but i will say that like one of the things that i had been talking with with glenn about is just the pacing in the beginning is really difficult um so just you, once you get past those first like two bosses um i think i actually I, I'll, I'll say this once you get corsica like the game is just amazing throughout the rest of it corsica no yeah. corsica is uh the basically the, it's the it's the third um the third jumping character that you oh, get oh man no and i'm she's, not even that far okay nope she's nope. i think she is the I don't, I don't know if i knew there were other jumping characters <laughs> yet <laughs> um it, sorry it kills me too because the music selection is so good and like they open up with the first boss fight with a nine inch nails song you'd think that yeah. i would have been like yeah i'm all in all right i'm gonna not play anything else until i beat they, this they boom. end the game with the nine inch nails song well too. then now i'm gonna play through it thank <laughs> now you now you're gonna play through it you've, that's you've what i'm done it. For. me into it sweet sweet that's what it's all about um <clears throat> but i it's it, yeah once you get once you get corsica and and she's the I want to say she's this either the second or the third boss. Me too. I think it's the I second. Want to say that. Um, <laughs> That's but, what I was uh, thinking. Uh, honestly, her entire sequence is like I literally was laughing my ass off while just while I was playing that that section of the game. It was really good. Mm. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to dig back in deep on it. Um, yeah, the anything that like the the fact that it's like a rhythm game that disguises itself as a beat 'em up, like you know, it's it's got both of those pieces, and that that, that it just feels so right. Um, but the only thing that's kept me from it, like I said, most of my gaming these days is done on the Steam Deck. But the other piece of that is it's because most of my gaming is done while I'm laying in bed until about one in the morning to fall asleep. So I have to have headphones. And if you look around my house, other than what I have on right now, ninety percent of my headphones and earbuds are Bluetooth. And you cannot play mm -mm, a game like nope. that over Bluetooth. It is it's not going to work. You can't try to correct it. You can't do any of that. It's just it's going to be a bad time. Yep. So I, I got to go dig up an old pair of earbuds so that I can pop them in and <laughs> actually listen and get the timing correct so that I can enjoy the game. Otherwise, it's the most frustrating thing. I don't even uh, know where I'd find through. one of those. Holy shit. Yeah, God. I got to go find an old phone box from like uh, 2010 where they boxed them in. <laughs> That's the right. <laughs> an old I've smartphone. Some, <laughs> I've got some Samsung, um, what is it, the AKGs around somewhere. Sure. I'm sure. Uh oh, we I think I got looking. some like sitting right here somewhere. Uh, I'm sure I got some. Uh, whatever. Somewhere. So those, so those were the other two, but the... Um, the one that was the last big game I sunk a ton of time into before my rut was uh, good old Sea of Stars. All right, yes. And I, I, I spent a lot. I spent forty plus hours on that game, guys. I, oh, did you finish it? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I finished it once, and then I finished it and got the true ending, which. Oh okay. Uh, what do you have to do for that? Get all the recommend conch shells or something. Or? So, oh boy, um, <laughs> here we go. I didn't, I, didn't know. I didn't know when you when you play through the end the first time. Um, this this uh, device that's in like the first air, the second area you go to lights up. So like the, you know when you're walking around, there's all those rocks with runes on them and things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you go up and you try to read it, and it says uh, time has taken away the blah 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 blah. So you can't read the runes, which is fine. There's an area where there's like this this uh, circle of runes, and you can't do anything there. But you, you've got this, like, this uh, clearly is something. Like, why the hell is this here? Um, at the end of it, the first time through, one of those lights up, and it says uh, an, an ancient machine has started to turn on or something like that. <clears throat> there are, I want to say, six uh, runes that are around that one. And what you have to do is light all of them up. And that is everybody who's in your party, every single person, which is a lot of people, have their own specific side quest. 
Uh, and it's either to get them their top tier weapon or, you know, some sort of top tier clothing, whatever. Ooh. But each time you do one of those, it lights up one. And then the killer, like you said, is the collectathon. You have to get all of the rainbow conch shells, and there's 60 of them. Um, really? That, that was the part where I almost gave up That's because there's no, there's no way to go like, oh, there's a, the, the, this area has these things and you are missing them. Um, eventually, yeah. when you get enough conch shells, you can purchase this little parrot that goes on the Vespertine ship for you. And then you can scan the islands and you push a button and the parrot tells you that's like nice. one line of something that's missing. And then you push it again and it's something else that's missing. And you push again, it's something else that's missing. And it's not in order and it repeats sometimes. So you just have to keep pushing it until it says, oh, there's a conch shell in this land. And then you have to go find that conch shell somewhere in that land. Um, and I definitely pulled up a guide eventually. I'm like, I'm done. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not searching for these things. <clears throat> well, um, I think what's, what, what bothers me about that thought is that they don't like, they don't do collectibles very well in this game. Like it's not like, it doesn't tell you how many conch shells you've got out of how many are there on each of the islands. Right. You have you, to know this, the bird yeah, not, thing. Not on sounds, each island. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bird thing sounds like it's, it's like a stopgap to that. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't sound like it's, as effective as uh, you know, I I think about collectibles like you know, the the games that I've platinumed in the past, where yeah, you know yeah. uh, I'll I'll use uh, not even a close to the same type of game, but Uncharted as an example. Uncharted, all the collectibles were named something different. So if you if you didn't have mm -hmm. one, it was a specific name, and you can go look it up that way. Um, but these are just hey, you know, rainbow conch shell, and there's like there's if there's you said sixty of them, yeah. I think I've gotten like 14 and yeah, I'm more than have, halfway through the game. You have to look up the land <clears throat> and you can look it up that way in the guides and it'll say there are this, this many in this area of mm -hmm. the, whichever island. Um, but like some of them you'd never find on your own. Like there's yeah. a, a random um, in Brisk, the, the first little kind of sea town that you go to. Yeah. Uh, if you swim off to the bottom left, like forever, there's uh, a little boy and his dad in a fishing boat. And the dad is like, as soon as we get 10 of this fish, then we'll go back in. And the kid's like, I don't want to go fishing. So you talk to him and he's like, hey, can you just bring me 10 fish? So then you have to go fishing at one of the lakes and bring this kid 10 fish. And he goes, hey, thanks. Here's a conch shell. So it's a collectathon for the collectathon. Oh, my God. And why would you ever think that that was a thing you had to do? Um, so I agree. That is frustrating. All that said the true ending is so much better. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what you get easily just by playing through like the first, I don't know, 20 hours or so. Um, it's very anticlimactic. You just feel real empty the way that it ends. You're like, Oh, that's, Oh, okay, cool. I guess. Thanks. Um, now what <laughs> the, you go, you go through the rest of it and there's just such a good payoff. You like it. I, I got real attached to a couple people in the story in particular. And, and, one of them has a, a real sad storyline, and uh, it it helps really redeem that when you go all the way through in the in the true ending. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers if uh, anybody listening or if you guys haven't played far enough along to get to any of those real real sad notes yet. But mm -hmm. uh, it's there, and that's it's good. I I highly recommend it. Put in the time. Yeah. Um, I I was playing it earlier today. I just finished the uh, Dweller of Torment. Okay. Um, so that's where I, that's where I'm at. And I told you that I, I finally got to use, um, uh, what's her name's ultimate move The where you, you know, she, that's where she fires. Cannons. Yeah. It's They're a little dance. Such a good payoff, effect. man. It's, it's great. Like the, 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 it's, it looks it so reminds, epic coming in on that, like hard wind, <laughs> like a 45 degree angle. Oh man, it's good. It, it just, it, re it really, it really reminded me of like old school Final Fantasy summons, right? And it just with, with more animation though, which was, I, you know, I thought was impressive at the time. They're, yeah. They're all like that too. So each, each character has its own ultimate and they all have this big old heavily animated buildup. That's real cool to watch the first time around when it comes up. Oh, I didn't know that. I only have hers. So yep. I haven't seen yeah. any other ones. A ton of okay. them come up. It's 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 worth it. Uh, definitely make sure that you play through or use each of them at, at least once so you can see what they do. Some of them have have real real cool effects too. One one guy uh, that you come across eventually, his ultimate just like throws all these potions all over the screen, 
and it does <clears> massive <throat> damage to the enemies and it heals everybody on your on your squad to full health. That happens to be active. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's pretty sick. So they they've got good stuff. And then you know the um uh the keys and things, right? Uh, the locks rather with uh, certain enemies. So when they're about to do a special move, they come up with their um their lock that has like the elemental damage you need to do yeah, to prevent them from going forward. Right. Um, some of those ultimates also have like two or three of those elemental moves. So oh. you can oh, cool. knock okay. them out real quick. One guy has an ultimate that is all of them. So if there's anybody <laughs> with anything on the field, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, so it's good. This, the strategy gets heavy there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the hell out of it. It's really great. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to put some more time into it, especially now that I finished up uh, Aqua Rush. I'll be able mm. to put a little bit more time into it. But, but, uh, but those, those, uh, those dweller fights are really, really cool. Like they're, um, they're very strategic in the way you would, you, you handle things. Like the, um, the dweller of torment has, you know, you have the option to hit his hands and, if he ends up hitting his hands and he falls over and you get more more time to attack him and um just really really cool stuff uh yeah, you, and you gotta, you gotta be mindful everything yeah. has to have a, a point of what you're doing yeah. you can't just indiscriminately attack you and and they give you that they give you that info like early on like i think it was uh uh, uh jeff was talking about mm-hmm. um what's the the mist uh, guy the mist, the, yep. Yeah, elder that, that you, elder mist that you first uh, that you first find, and you have to prove yourself to the elder mist, right? And if you if you fight the elder mist and you attack us and you attack him head on, he just fucking destroys you. You know, there's just no way to do it. You have to actually attack his weapon first and like make him drop his weapon, and then you can attack him head on. So really, really cool the way they they handle a lot of those bigger the bigger boss fights. I like it. And I'm also a wheels champion. Just throw that out there. I have not even played it. I've, I've collected <laughs> I've not all it. of the Wheels Champions. I've beaten the man who created the game in the universe. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, mm-hmm. if anybody's listening from Sabotage, I need you to make Wheels a dedicated mobile game that's multiplayer. <laughs> so I can yes. just play that against my friends. I think actually would be a ton of fun. Make that make that happen. It can't take that much tweaking. Just pull it out. <laughs> So Glenn, I'm not super surprised that you were into this game because like it takes place in the messenger universe, correct? It does take like, place what, in the messenger universe. What are universe. the similarities? Like like how do you know exactly it's it's tied in? I had to go back on some of them because my time with the messenger was uh, a few years ago now. But um there are bosses. So there's like um there's this leaf boss in the messenger, and he pops back up as one of the mini bosses that you fight in sea of stars it's the no, same same exact character he pops up um there's uh, a lot of the lands are the same ones that you travel through the actual same areas that you travel through the same names cool. um there's there's one really cool tie-in that's a, a a little bit of a spoiler so i don't want to get too much into it but there's a, a a character you meet in the messenger about halfway through um that has a really weird name and he gets that name in Sea of Stars that's oh. given to him. Um, so, like, you, you see a lot of those things that go on. Um, they don't tie in as directly, like, the plots don't tie in with each other. Um, it, just, it's, it just takes place in the same in place in, in different times in the universe. Gotcha. Um, and then the music. So you can oh. collect music sheets, you know, and um, the, uh, the, the pirate uh, sea shanty folks, they're playing yeah. in all the bars you go to. They happen to be everywhere, no matter how fucking hard it is to get there here they are playing their damn accordions like they just got hired to go do a show um but you can there's, give them the there's music. one town that's that's literally underwater yep. Yep. you go oh, to so the bar mad. and they're fucking playing in the bar i'm like how did you get here do you know how many things i had to unlock and how many skills i had to learn to get down here and you, you i had to, know, I had to get down? this special thing so i could breathe underwater where right. did you get there how did you these guys that? need to be within three feet of me while i'm using it or they die how did you get down here um yeah but you can hand them music sheets and they play some of the the music is from the messenger um you recognize it as some of the some of the different world music there and i'm like oh cool what it's just fun little things that if you if you fell in love with that universe the way that i did you'll you'll get those little nods and and appreciate them um i i have to 
I don't know who who did the naming of some of the characters, but I got to give a shout out to whoever named um, the captain captain cliche Cliche. that's fantastic i fucking love it (laughs) (laughs) and it's and and, you know it's better when you find out who that is it's it's relatively obvious like as soon as you start playing uh you know immediately yeah Yeah. but um it it does it does make it uh uh, all the more fun and it's um, supposed to be like they they wrote it that way like yeah absolutely he's like uh i gotta go guys and then some other character (laughs) just shows up like two seconds later and Um, and i love i love that like uh, like once in a while you just like everybody walks away and they just show her like taking her hook off and and flexing her fingers or whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really good stuff man um i i have to say that you know the this is uh uh I don't know if we if we want to save some of this for later, if we want to talk about it now, but there's a lot of little things they do in the game that make it feel like it's it's a it's a you know, this was this was a developed to be a nostalgia game, right? It's it's all you know, a lot of sprite based, you know, visuals and uh looks very, you know, 16, maybe, maybe 32 bit in, in some cases. Yep. Um, but they add a lot of little things that that I've noticed throughout the time that I've been playing it that are just uh, just ever so slight touches to remind you that you're playing something in the modern gaming era. And like one of the big things for me was there, there's one, there's a mine you go in. And when you're in the mine, <clears throat> there's these big crystals and you go behind the crystals. And when you go behind the crystals, like the, 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 your character distorts as they're oh, behind sure. them. And, yep. and it's, it's a very simple uh, you know, visual now. effect to do right now, right? But but the fact that they added that in and they had the foresight to do it um, is is really interesting. And um, the one that really got me today is uh, um, in in the the uh, torment peak. Um, the uh, it's all dark when you go in there, and the effect that of uh, there's crystals that you can go and you touch the crystals and they light up the area. And just the way that they they do that, the the lighting up of the area is I don't I don't know why I can't I can't really tell you why it feels like it's modern, but it does feel like it's modern. Um, And in in that dungeon, uh, Jason, how much have you played of Sea of Stars? Um, I just got the captain. Okay, so you've done the whole magic without magic, right? That yeah. So um, when when you when you actually uh, attack someone and those little spheres come out, especially in the in the the, in Torment Peak, they they add lighting to them, and they they handle it really well because when you when one of the things I notice is that uh, some of the orbs went behind. The enemies so the there was essentially my my characters and then the enemies and then the orbs were behind them so when i held down uh r r2 um or the right trigger in this case uh to have them combine uh they all combined behind the enemies but the lighting was such that the it lit up the 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 side of the enemies that was not to me so i couldn't see them anymore like it was it was it was dark and i all i see was like a silhouette of them like they do little things like that and and i'm i know that there's i I don't i doubt they put like light sourcing on each of these little you know orbs or whatever maybe but they do they maybe they do but they they do these very uh subtle um modern design tactics that make it feel like it's something new, even though it's more of a nostalgic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate them doing that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I like it when they step out of that comfort zone a little bit. Um, it's it's kind of a disappointment, I think, nowadays when it's a one-to-one, you know, kind mm. of representation of, you know, uh, there's a game that I was thinking of uh, called, I think it's called Crime City or something that just came out not too terribly long ago but it it looks very much evocative of like nes style you know and it matches with the music with the the sound effects with the visuals and stuff and like the flicker and it's like okay that's that's great that you're doing that but i've i've seen this before let's 
let's try and do something else. So uh, that's mm. why games like The Messenger and like you know the games like this, uh, I, I think, stand out to me a little bit more. Like when they harken back to you know those those roots, I guess. The Messenger too had such a cool gimmick with switching between the uh, the eight bit and sixteen bit. Yeah. When you were you're traveling through time, so like your your character literally looked better, the music sounded better. It was like you were playing on the upgraded yeah. console, and then back in time, you were back on your old NES again. Um, such a cool thing to to be able to do, and like I feel like it's probably trickier than we think uh, to to do that. And it's not like you can just downres something and call it. the soundtrack's one thing. Like that's all digital audio. It's not like they're really synthesizing that on a board anymore like they were in the old console days um so that part sure but creating those visuals in engine and having them be consistent and having them have that feel like you're you're creating those assets and then overlapping them i think is probably the tough part with a game like that because they had these areas where like there are those little fireflies that would go back and forth and it's like they gave you a window into whatever the other time was so you would see visuals that are a different um, resolution and would have hmm. different items there. You know, when you're, you're climbing up ledges and things, ledge didn't exist in the past, it exists in the future, but mm-hmm. I need to do the thing in the past. So that little window would pop up and there would be areas you could jump to as long as you followed those guys where they were. Um, and that was a super clever thing that I feel like probably was some some poor developer's nightmare for like <laughs> solid two, three weeks. How do I make this perfect? Nice. Um, so I, I appreciate the time in that too. Um, the timing you know, of making the assets for that would be the, the big thing. Cause, cause not only do you have to make the assets for each individual like time period, um, and, and, and Sprite style, but they have to be recognizable. Like the Sprites, the eight bit Sprite, you have to be able to say 16 bit Sprite looks the same. So that's, or looks, you know, that it's that character. So it, it was based on that. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's very cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so one thing I one other thing that I ran into today is when when they create the town of mirth, which is yes. something that will happen. I'm not going to go into details about what it is. Um, they uh, I didn't I didn't realize this was a, a crowdfunded game. I guess yes. Oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So when when you when you get to the point where you're creating the town of mirth, there is a crypt, and the a couple of villagers come back afraid because they saw this cave and they said it felt eerie and you walk in and you say oh yeah, we're gonna go check it out you know it's part of the story we'll go check it out um and you go to the crypt and you find the crypt master and he walks you in and the crypt is little literally like gravestones of all of the people that donated to the kickstarter nice and i i thought that was really cool because it was in the game and it was like referenced and you could go and do it like within it it wasn't just in the credits and i'm sure there's other games that do something similar but uh like i i just you you've got like all the little pe- the, the little tombstones for the people that mm-hmm. that did like the their the, the lower donation amount and then for the people that just throw money at it they've got these big statues in the back and shit like that it's like really cool stuff like i, I don't i don't really i'm trying to think of another game that did something similar like in the game and it's actually referenced in the story right and i can't think of anything that's done that so certainly nothing with statues that's cool yeah so if listeners if there's if there's something if there's some if there's another game that does something like that let us know in the comments or something because i'd like to 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 see that i'd like to 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 experience that i think it was really cool what they did later on in the game chris there's a there's a couple tablets that you see and they're um unrecognizable like it's not in a language you would necessarily be able to read but um a few folks decrypted it and it turned out that there were some conversations that went on in the discord around developing this like a a lot of the people that were bought in to be in the discord channel um said oh this would be a good idea we should totally do this and then they had names of uh, the people who contributed to this idea and they're all in there if you decode them all of their names are listed on these two tablets specifically that are like hidden in the game you have to go find oh that's cool that's cool <laughs> just yeah it's a, just a, such a fresh little game and i you know as i said definitely issue the there's definitely like nitpicks you could make collectibles are one thing i think one of the things that bothers me and this is this goes actually i i could bring this up with hi-fi rush as well when when you're doing uh when you're in battle and you're uh you're you're building up your meter so you could do combo moves 
Like, I feel like at the end of battle, if I've got enough to do the, the healing combo move, just let me do it before the battle ends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, and Hi-Fi Rush is the same way, because Hi-Fi Rush, you build up your, your super meter, and then when you get out of whatever arena battle you're in, it just goes away. I'm like, why does it go away? You know? And, and things like that frustrate me. So hard to stay that, I got to the hard to stay that hype, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got for Hi-Fi Rush. I got to the point where at the when I get close to defe- defeating the last enemy, I would just use my my super to heal up before I uh, ended the battle. Yeah, and started trying to do the same thing with CR Stars. Just start, try to to do it that way. You can use items in the overworld <clears throat> at least, but it's mm-hmm. it's nicer to not have to because you get a hard limit of ten. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. The the cook item, the cooked items, um, and you can use like uh, Vale's uh, healing skill. You can oh, still yeah, use yeah. that in the overworld too. So, um, but you know, not having to use any spell points or anything—that's always nice. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, what else? Um, I dip my toes into something uh, indie game, uh, roguelike. Um, trying to find the name of it here. Um, Astral Ascent. There we go. Um, I think it's out on Switch and and Steam right now, but it's twenty five bucks. Um, very Dead Cellsy as as far as like you know a very uh, uh, quick snappy combat. Uh, there's lots of good aerial movement and such. Um, it's it's got some good character action uh, characteristics. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that. I've only played about an hour or so. Uh, so far, you get you get four main characters to uh, toy around with. I've toyed with one. It's a lady with daggers, um, and uh, yeah, combat super fluid and stuff. So this this could Ooh, this be, is really flashy. Yeah, this looks right up my alley. So lots of uh, enemies on screen and uh, fireballs coming in from here and there, and you're darting around and in between them and killing stuff. And yeah, could be my jam. Nice. I I like the uh, art the art style too. Looks mm-hmm. really good. Um, I was kind of so so on that at first, but they they offer a an outlined mode. What you're seeing is like they're very soft edges, and there's no mm-hmm. hard outline to the uh, character sprites. <clears throat> so it, it's for me, it's hard for them uh, to get. Mm. Uh, they get mixed up in 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 the backgrounds and and in the action and such. So. Oh yeah, I would certainly have that problem. <laughs> but there is there is a mode where you can outline your character and some of the enemies and such to to make that a little bit more readable. Um, so there is they've been thinking of that a little more accessible. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna give it give it some more time. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. <laughs> um, only other thing that I've been playing is I uh, I I did pick up Super Mario RPG the remake. Yeah, how's um, that been? So I started that up. Uh, have Have either of you played that, the old one? No, I never have. No, did not. No, okay, because now I see where a lot of the mechanics from Steve Stars comes from. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but from from a combat perspective, the combat is exactly the same as Sea of Stars. You know, it, it's 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 pushing buttons to extend attack. It's pushing buttons to block. Um, and it works on all the special moves and, and, the, and all that stuff too. Um, I, so I was, I was surprised about that. The, uh, the biggest, I would say the biggest difference is that with Mar- Super Mario RPG, when you change weapons, it literally changes the animation of what your character's doing. So like Mario starts out with no, no weapon. So he just goes up and punches things, which is hilarious for Mario. Um, and then he gets the hammer. Um, so he goes up and he whacks things with the hammer. Um, and then he gets a turtle shell like that's so the turtle shell, he kicks up in the air. And when it comes down, if you hit the button at the right time, it it does an extra powerful kick at the enemy. So the timing um, so is way different. The timing's too. different for every weapon. Uh, so whereas uh, with Sea of Stars, you're you're trying to get the timing down just for one particular character. And if you change out the weapon, it doesn't matter. But this as soon as you change a weapon, it's like, all right, let me I got to get the timing down on this one now. <laughs> um but uh, it, it is pretty forgiving overall. Um, it's not a uh, it's not a true or false thing. Um, it's there's kind of a gray area. So uh, you'll get like, uh, you know, did you did you you, know, you hit a, a the was the timing like a soft match or was it a hard match? Like how how good was your timing on it? Uh, so you might do 
if you if you hit it right on, like you in, instantly get a crit. Um, or and if you if you're like just outside of like that exact timing, you'll do extra damage, but it won't be as much as if you had landed it. Uh, you know. Perfectly. So it's like in the background, you've got one of those like Hot Shots golf cages. Like, no, you don't. You just got to figure it out. <laughs> you just got to figure I wish you did, but you don't. You just got to figure it out. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's a lot of fun right now. And, and uh, I haven't I, I never played the for the played it originally on the SNES. Um, from what I understand, and I, I talked to my brother in law, he was here yesterday and we talked about it a little bit. Um, he played the old one and, and he said all that was in the old one, too. And I'm cool. like, all right, well. Uh, but yeah, the, that, the, basically the, the button press to do things in sea of stars that was in Mario RPG. And yeah. that's, I, I guess that's where, and I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get any feedback about that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far so good. It's uh, pretty fun. I'm only about three or four hours in doesn't seem like a very long game. No, um, I heard it's like 20 through, hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is fine. Like super NES RPGs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, I remember, first RPG? yeah, it should be about 20 <laughs> hours. Um, I, I remember playing final fantasy two, uh, or slash four. Um, and you could beat that one in under 20 hours. Easy. Right. If you, if you rush through it, I feel like 20 um, hours was a long game at that. Uh, yeah. Point. Then it was, I, I think final fantasy six was only like 30 hours. So it wasn't that much Sounds more. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it seems like, it, uh, uh, you know, it's, seven it's seven stars like uh, the quest of seven stars or something like that um and i've i've already gotten two of them and i've only played it like i think i'm like six or seven hours mm-hmm. in so um probably won't be that long um but uh but yeah it's fun cool. I, i've got i've got three of the characters so far and uh, you know, they're all a little different uh all get different types of weapons and um you know different types of magic and stuff so yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I got it for, I like for Griffin. It. I showed him a trailer, and his eyes got a little wide. He's like, oh, okay, all right. Well, let's let's yeah. see what's, what they're putting down here. Let's see what kind of game this is. It's an <laughs> RPG. <laughs> I understand this. So, yeah, I got it for Christmas. Nice. He'll, he'll play it then. Good stuff, good stuff. Excellent. But, yeah, that's that's it for me, too. So, any other games that we need to talk about? I think that's it. And I think we kind of cannibalized our feature as well, which was a little, a little bit. Yeah, we kind of tried to fine. throw it together. I tried to throw it in with the uh, with with the with the topical games. So. Hell of a segue, sir! It was very good. <laughs> it was good. There's um, there's one point I'd like to bring up on that feature, though. That that go uh, for it. Yeah. Well, so what, I was, what I was, was the feature about it. to begin? So with. Uh, yeah, please. It wasn't really a feature. I, we were just looking for something something yeah. extra to talk about, and and we were talking about like games that are made to feel nostalgic that are implementing modern game design in it and that's and and like that's something that uh that what 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 type of modern pieces do they put and do we like that that kind of thing and uh that's where sea of stars came in so okay anyway my my thought on this there's there's been a lot of that throughout i don't know the last couple decades when when the the people who played the games got old enough to make the games that's really when you started sure. getting these nostalgic <laughs> modern games right but that's um, true. <laughs> you had things like super meat boy that came out and that specifically was really good and, and quite a few people played that but it didn't like kick off i don't feel like there was a huge just onslaught of these modern classic style of games right after that but i do mm. feel like right now there are a ton. If you oh, yeah. if you go on the Steam store or anywhere else. Oh everywhere. yeah, absolutely there. And I, I think one of the big catalysts for that, and at least in the last couple of years, is you have a lot of those like Aeneos and and now the Steam Deck, the Asus Rog, things that are really cool and powerful enough to play larger games, but with a battery to only do it for an hour and a half. So now I I want to play something portably, but I would like to play it for longer than 20 minutes before I have to find a wall jack to plug into. And these games are great because they're they're fun. They have a lot of modern themes and pieces that come together in it. But because they're either built on old engines or minimalized, <clears throat> you play forever. They, they, there's just no um, there's no downside from from a power perspective there sure. yeah. to, to get things done. So they're very very accessible. Um, and that 
audience has grown so much that I think there's a, a, a huge market of people that will play it, even if they aren't nostalgic for it, just to have something to play that's fun uh, that they can sink more time into, actually sink their teeth into. Glenn, you going to get that OLED? Oh, I want it. I yeah. want it so bad. But I, if there was like a buyback program, absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, if, I, if I was to do it now, I need to sell sell this one at close to the price I got it at, which you can't Won't do. happen. They brought yeah. down the price on the very model oh, that I have yeah. right now to make it cheap. So, you know, at best, I could get a couple hundred bucks for mine. Yeah. Uh, and that's just not going not gonna to fly. Not going <clears> to <throat> cut it for that. It's not, it's not enough of a worthwhile upgrade, I don't think, to sell it. I think you're right. Yeah. There's a, there's I, a battery I'm, upgrade. I'm still going to get it. But I, I still don't think that it's like a, a little bit bigger of a screen, the better mm-hmm. battery life. That's that's really about it. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's worth double dipping in. I, I am like slightly, I'm slightly bitter. <laughs> I'm I'm slightly bitter that it's coming out that that quickly. But you know, oh, uh, sure. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Did you, you um, just pick one up recently? Oh no, I I've had mine for uh, over since, a year since the oh, launch, right? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm? You had it. No, launch, well, right? I, I I pre-ordered it. Yeah, but I didn't get it until oh, months okay. in, right? Because it came out in February or whatever yeah. it was of last year, and I got mine around September of last year. I think I it was because. Mine, but, hmm. Yeah, remember I had I I changed mine from the big boy to the to the small boy. Yeah, essentially put you at the back and, of the queue. Didn't put it? me at the back of the uh, yeah, 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 put me at the back of the line. Uh, so that kind of sucked, but. Um, <clears throat> On the topic, though, one of the things I was going to say is like I I I love uh, like I'll always have like this this desire to play uh, as, as long as the gameplay is good and it's it's fun to play. Like I'm I'll I don't care what the graphics look like as long as it's you know as long as it's visible visibly you know not offensive. <laughs> I'll sure. I'll certainly want to play it. But like for for a lot of those those more nostalgic games, like do what you need to do to put in uh the the convenience technology that needs to be there like one of the one of the things that i i didn't realize until recently just until like two weeks ago the original fantasy star uh from the sega master system Mm -hmm. like from from a graphical perspective like if you go back and look at 8-bit rpgs it was the best one period like that's yeah there's just no competition there oh i don't Um, know now I'm thinking, eight, now I'm thinking about it. Eight bit for mm. like NES and and Sega Master System. Final Fantasy is pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking. It good. is. It does not look nearly as good as Fantasy Star does. Uh, I don't know about that. It doesn't. Quite. It okay. doesn't. Go back and look. Go All back right. and look. As a matter of fact, if you go and look at if you go and compare any games that were on both the NES and the Sega Master System, mm-hmm. Sega Master System always beats it. Mm. Um, uh, from a quality perspective, but there weren't there weren't not nearly enough games for the Sega Master System to be a thing. But I, I digress. They re-released Fantasy Star One uh, as a Sega Ages classic yeah. on the Switch, and they added mapping for the 3D dungeons that they did. Yo, that's on sale right now for like two bucks. Get it? Okay. All right. <laughs> Get it? Fine. Fine. But, uh, like it's uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell uh, it's uh, i mean it, it's a great game uh but uh the the biggest issue with that game was that they had these really elaborate 3d dungeons that you walk in so it's a first person view yep. and there's no mapping to it at all so if you wanted to get through these dungeons you are doing the mapping yourself i actually still have i'm sure i still have a binder with all my old maps in it from when i played it when i was a kid um Oof. But uh, but now they actually put they added everything to add all to to put all the mapping in there and that's kind of what I'm getting at with this. It's like those are the types of things that need to be in games right now. Mm-hmm. The the quality of life stuff. Make sure if you're going to make a game that is going to hit all the nostalgia feels. Make sure you're putting in the quality of life stuff that's going to make it worth playing. And I guess that kind of leads to what I, what we were talking about with the rainbow conch, uh, conch shells. Like that's frustrating that there's not what, like a it good is. way to track which ones you've collected. That that's a quality of life thing that should definitely be there. Yeah. Um. So it's a little frustrating, but uh, I mean, any other quality of life type stuff that you guys like in in the um, in, to be put in there? Like some emulator stuff is is kind of nice. Like uh, there were the uh. 
uh, Game Boy Advance Castlevania games that came out not too terribly recently, but um, ones that I had not played through before, just for whatever reason. But um, I started using like the rewind feature. The Advance uh, Collection? The Castlevania yeah. Advance Collection? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it is, so like, you know, you'd hold down L2 or something like that and you'd go back kind of frame by frame. So if you got hit, you could just kind of rewind it back. And it was, yeah. a, it was an easy way to just like play through that game and, and not waste my time, I guess. Um, I easily could have, you know, brute forced it or something like that, but I wouldn't have had as much fun. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and for stuff like, for like is, is for circle like of the moon, sense. especially mm-hmm. Like Circle of the Moon, there were it felt like there were so few save points and teleporters that it like the rewind feature becomes a substitute for that. Okay. So it's like if you end up dying on a boss, you just rewind to you know to the point where you can try and get through it again. Uh, they, I don't think they give you enough to go to the very beginning of the boss fight. But if you get not, hit, yeah. like, yeah, if they, if 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 you get uh, if you start out bad or something like that, you just rewind it to start and start again. And mm-hmm. yeah, like the there's Circle of the Moon especially was was bad about save points and teleporters. So. Yeah, but that was like a modern convenience that I was like surprised that I would have liked, you know. And mm-hmm. now I now I use it every now and again in like emulation stuff, uh, like on my. Uh, Mister and stuff like that. So uh, <clears throat> using rewind and, and pause and fast forward even sometimes. So that stuff's handy. Okay. You brought up my two, Chris, which were fast travel and save points. Um, oh, I, yeah. I don't don't like games where I have to go to a spot and hit a button and hit save that have no auto save or checkpoints along the way. The amount of times where I thought I had saved something or, you know, but just I'm so used to playing games now where I could just shut it off at any given point. And I'm, I'm going to be either really close to where I just was or exactly where I just was when I put that game back up. Um, so that was one that was stressful when I was playing Sea of Stars a couple of times. Like if I finally accomplished something, I'm like, OK, go, go get to the save point right now. Um, just make sure make sure you've got it. Make sure you got it saved. That does have checkpoints, though, just not many of them, I don't think. That's all the book. You have to go to the book and hit save. Well, I, I so, um, when I was when I when I was going to face the uh, the the torment, the boss of the mm-hmm. torment peak, I saved, and there's a there's a particular large animal that you interact with. Okay. Um, and after you do, it's like they say, well, now only one place to go now is forward. Um, but in the save room, you could actually go two directions. And I tried to leave the room and it said and, and it basically told me no. Um, so I, I essentially went back to title and reloaded. And what it did is it put me right outside of that room. It didn't put me at the book. It put me right outside of that room. So there was some sort of checkpoint save at that point. I just don't think there's that many. Great. I must have not paid attention to one <laughs> one line of text while I was playing the game and I gave myself undue stress. Um, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, is like you bring that up and, and like uh, in Super Mario RPG, like they they they're they're pretty insistent upon upon letting you know that they they upgraded the save system so that it's not just the boxes that you can jump on and save and they say oh but if you move to another area we're going to save it for you anyway so you know just so you know yeah yeah just so you know which is it's good it makes you feel better and then fast travel is the other one which there's there's a lot of classic games that have some sort of fast travel and i it's i think it's the style so for me my preference now in more most modern games that have fast travel, you unlock it as you go to the areas. Once you have physically walked to an area or gone to a, a, a level, you can teleport there. Um, Metroid Dread is, is probably a good example of this, where you could unlock the the ones that go to each other, right? Um, and what was frustrating about that for me is that that was it. They were locked down to there. And then when you get to the end of the game, because I was trying to 100% that one, um, once you have gotten to uh, 100% or unlocked all of the teleporters rather, excuse me, then they interlink and now you can fast travel from any one to oh, any Oh yeah, one. that's and yeah. That's, that's what I once I've gone to the area I want to be able to go to that area from any of the fast travelable stations don't make me travel to a place to travel. That, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because in dread before you got all of them unlocked, you had to. Okay, I need to go back to this place. So I need to travel here, go to this one, and then go to this one. And yeah, I remember you're that traveling being on the subway in New York. It's like all right, so I take the red line and go to the yellow line. I I didn't, but but along with that, I would say that of the of the Metroid series, Dread had the least backtracking for me. Like it, Dread, I felt like was more linear overall, and then like. You, I mean, you don't even get like your last power up until the very end of the game, essentially. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know if other people feel like that. But I, I felt like of of the Metroid games, Dread feels like it was the most linear of them. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I didn't play. Cool. It. I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, so. You know, if you guys are good, I think I'm good too. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please tell a few friends about us. Like, subscribe, and comment below. We really appreciate it and it helps the show out a lot. Um, also, check out our link tree. Uh, you can get there just by going to interactivestractors.com. Um, and uh, feel free to help us out on Patreon if you are feeling so gracious. Join our Discord. Um, but until and join our discord that's right no 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 longer do you have to be a a patron to get to discord so come to the discord join the community and uh yeah we'd love to talk to you yeah Uh, but until next time my name is chris i'm jason i'm glenn play your games and we'll talk to you next week